Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to the first episode of uh, Spoiler Season for Hour of Devastation. As always, we are brought to you by Flipside Gaming and by New England Comics for all of your gaming needs. So what is Spoiler Season? Spoiler Season is a podcast uh, that we do daily uh, over the course of Spoiler Season where we're going to be reviewing the cards spoiled the day before as they're coming out. Um, I'm the one of the hosts, Ryan, uh, and I'm here with Katie and with one of our uh, friends, a special guest today, Brian. Brian is on because Brian is really excited about one card in particular, and we promised that uh, he would definitely be able to be here on the day that we reviewed it. Brian, what card is that? Nicole Bolas, God Pharaoh. All right. So you're a, you're a Grixis man. A Grixis yeah. cobble. Uh, great. Let's get to this card. So Nicole Bolas, God Pharaoh, is four blue, black, red. For a Planeswalker Bolas, comes in at seven loyalty, and he has four abilities. So this is the, what, fourth Planeswalker with four abilities? Yes. Other than double-sided ones? Yes. So he has two plus abilities, plus two, and I can't read this, but I think I remember what it says. Uh, target opponent exiles cards from their library until they exile a non-land card. Until the end of turn, you may cast that for free. So you may cast that without paying its mana cost. Yep. And so important thing, like, sometimes, like, uh, Chandra's ability, you do this to yourself. It's just the top card. And if it's a land, if it's something bad, you know, oh well. But this actually definitely will get a spell of some kind. So it's never just going to clear a land off the top of their deck. And it might clear, like, a bunch of lands off the top of their deck. Right. And then hit a spell. Uh, second plus ability, plus one, each opponent exiles two cards from his or her hand. Third ability, minus four, Nickel Ball's God Pharaoh, deals seven damage to target opponent or creature and opponent controls. And so since you can go to an opponent, you could also go to an opponent's Planeswalker. And I think seven will kill, you know, every other Planeswalker (laughs) in Standard. And I think every creature that's played in Standard, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Unless... Unless they There's have a weird bunch things of counters with a lot of counters, them. yeah. Gear Hulk on itself. Yeah, so I guess it doesn't kill uh, Verger's Gear Hulk. Sure. Um, and but if you're putting all the Verger's Gear Hulk counters you're on yourself, you're probably not in a good position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, if your opponent, if you have a Verger's Gear Hulk and your opponent is playing these colors, they might have some other way of dealing with that. Right. Uh, and then last ability minus twelve exile each non-land permanent your opponent's control. Okay. So some these abilities are like pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Taken together, what do you think? So, uh, I do want to mention, like, with everything else in this set, Emrakul the Promise End was a card that, <laughs> yeah. when these sets were being made, they didn't realize wasn't going to be in Standard because of banning. Right. Um, and so, I think especially the minus four ability can only deal damage to a creature and opponent controls. Right. Like, these are all mm. sort of Emrakul proof. Yeah. Like, yeah. if someone controlled your turn, they couldn't make you really wreck your own board with right. Bolas. Which is nice. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it also, I think they also do that for, like, uh, Magic Online, so you don't accidentally kill your own creature. But, yeah, these these abilities are all super good. It's a 7-mana Planeswalker, so it, it better be good. Yeah. Uh, it's expensive. Yeah, but the plus 2 is always going to give you some sort of value. Um, the worst case scenario, yes, is if you're playing against a control deck and you like end up hitting a counter spell, then it mm. kind of does nothing. Yeah, or if you're playing against one of the janky combo decks where you're like <laughs> oh, plussing sure. into mm-hmm. you know uh, 
what is the, the what do they run? <laughs> uh, like new perspectives, but like yeah. one of the not All new perspectives well, cards. Because new perspectives yeah. itself would be fine to draw. New but perspectives you at least draw three. Yeah, draw yeah. three cards. It's fine. And then you might have like cycling lands in your deck. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, um, if you plus if you plus two into like a tomb to ether, that's not going to be yeah. great. But you know, in in against most like mid range and aggro decks. You know, you're going to hit a removal spell, or a planeswalker, yeah. or another creature, where at worst you can just, you know, play their creature and block their other creature with yeah. it. Yeah. And if you play him, he comes in at 7, you plus 2, he's at 9 loyalty, which yeah. is a lot. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to be able to kill him very <clears throat> easily. Yeah, I mean, and in the control mirror, maybe plus two isn't so great because you are mm-hmm. maybe hitting removal. Well, I don't know how much removal yeah. they're going to keep in against you, but they're, you're maybe hitting removal, maybe hitting counter spells. But plus one is great because in the control mirror, card advantage is huge. Mm-hmm. So just exiling two cards from their hand is is a really big advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely the plus one is more for control mm-hmm. games. Also very good in multiplayer, like if you play Commander or if you mm. oh, yeah. Each play opponent. the Nicol Bolas Arch Enemy and put <laughs> this in instead of the old Nicol Bolas Planeswalker, um, really each good. opponent exiles two cards, yeah. It's Whereas really the first, of course, is only uh, target opponent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it very much. I don't think Nicol Bolas is very good. <laughs> because of the cost is prohibitive, or you just so, don't think the abilities are powerful enough? I don't think... Uh, this. So I think that he has one good ability. I think his minus four is his good ability. Um, because if I played, so like for eight, this is, sorry, seven mana, right? The old, like really big Planeswalker finishers that we saw was Ugin. And you could like play Ugin, wipe the board, and catch up from behind. This is not a Planeswalker that's going to be able to catch you up from behind if you are facing down like a decent sized board. Um, the plus one, not in the control mirror, the plus one is going to be used once and that's it because they're not going to have enough cards in their hand to really get good value out of that. And the plus two, um, I can see the plus two being decent if you are playing against a mid-range deck uh, or something along those lines. Um, but it also, as we talked about, if you're playing against a mirror, you're playing against a combo deck, you're playing against like a uh, really aggro like red deck or a human's deck, you're going to hit a lot of things that just like you paid seven mana for a Thalia Lieutenant. Um, so uh, and at the minus 12, uh, if you're getting to there, like I think that chances are they don't have permanence on the board. Yeah. Uh, aside from land. So I am probably going to be sticking, if I'm looking for a top-end Planeswalker to close out games, uh, probably with Chandra Flamecaller or Soren mm-hmm. uh, for now. Yeah, Flamecaller's really good. It's just, you know, the minus four, I think you're right to point out the minus four. I, of course, like just dealing huge chunks of damage. The fact that you can minus four, plus one, minus four, and deal a total mm-hmm. of 14 damage over like three turns is substantial yeah and that might actually be like what we see maybe what we end up seeing is that control decks want him just as a way to close out games if you know people play dispossess against gear hulks and this is like your uh kind of alternate win con um because that certainly 14 damage is a lot you get in one hit with hit with a gear hulk and like poke them with a fumarole (laughs) then it's done it's over uh but i wonder how this would compare we'll have to see how what the what the metagame shapes up to um to something like you know liliana which can emblem um, mm. much, much earlier if you're looking for a, a Planeswalker. But they fill pretty different roles, so it might not be fair to yeah. compare them. I think, you know, it depends. Obviously, it's a very powerful card, but it depends what the metagame's like. So yeah. if there's yeah. a lot of aggro decks, then you don't want to be playing a 7-mana Planeswalker really anyway. Right. right. Like, Or at the very least, you play Chandra at 6, and you can maybe wipe the board. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but if there's a lot of mid-range decks, which it kind of seems like, at least right now, there are, Yeah. I feel like this card could be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, like you were saying, the minus four can go to the face. Right. So that is a huge burn spell that still leaves you with a Planeswalker on the board. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so you can just close out a game pretty quickly. Very quickly, yeah. Um, There are some other burn spells in Standard that are somewhat playable. You know, they can kill a creature or player. So, you know, you might just be able to finish off a game with burn. You might be able to play this in, like, uh, you know, probably not in, like, the traditional sort of Gear Hulk control deck that we've yeah. been seeing with a lot of instants and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't really synergize that well with that. It's, you know, it's overlapping your top end of Gear Hulk and it's just a clunkier card. But maybe in a more kind of tap out control style deck with yeah. some other planeswalkers, um, maybe. Goblin Dark Dweller. Well, well I was going to say the last time you yeah. saw Grix's control, it was a tap out control deck with mm-hmm. Jace and Goblin Dark Dwellers and Chandra Flame Caller. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it had hand disruption, so it was, it was very sorcery speed. It didn't really run counter spells. Yeah. Um, so I think that might be a really good place for this card. Also, you can try to, like, ramp up to it. Sure. You know, definitely good that Aetherworks Marvel is gone, so nobody's marveling into this. Yeah. I think that's, to say very briefly, that's one of the reasons why Aetherworks Marvel kind of had to be banned, because it just means every expensive spell that gets released until it rotates out of standard is like, oh, put that in the Marvel deck. Yeah. Right. So at least now we get some more variety of how are you casting this expensive spell. Yeah. You can theoretically cast Nicol Ball's God Pharaoh on turn four. Sure. You, uh, turn one, cycle a sensor or something. Turn two, play um, Corrupted Graphstone. Turn three, Hedron Archive. Turn four, Bolas. Sure. That, uh, I'd like to try That's that. something you can do. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I wonder, like, how good is it on turn? I don't think it's very good on turn four. Like, if you're playing against a deck that's applying any kind of pressure and they went, like, you know, while you're cycling and making mana, they're playing a snake into a Rishkar or a Grim Flare, and then you get to mm-hmm. minus Bolas, kill something, and then they just kill Bolas on the swing back, and you now have nothing. Um, I, I don't, so I don't love it on the ramp plan, but I do think that well, maybe in a mid-range... So I think on that plan, though, what you would want to do is plus two, the turn sure. you play. Just so they can't kill it right away. Yeah, so they can't kill it, and you might get a big creature or removal spell of theirs. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could hit your own gear hulk. You could hit a snake, which is not great, but at least it's going to chump for a turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, if you just tick up plus two Bolas a few times and keep getting chump blockers from their deck, then, you know, you have a Bolas at, like, 11 or 13 loyalty, and you know, you have other mana available to do other things. Right. Assuming the metagame doesn't change too much, one thing that's going to feel really bad is when you tick up into a walking ballista. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that <laughs> yeah. because it's a zero, it's going to come in well, at zero and just automatically well, die. So it is a you may yeah, cast so you don't have to cast it. So you can choose not to cast it. It says exile. It doesn't it feels help. It doesn't bad. help their delirium. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. It doesn't help their delirium. Yeah, no, I mean, you're Which still... Which they it's probably still a already have. Right, but it does trigger your revolt. Ooh. And you can push a big, uh, a big Gaunti or Rishkar. Yep. Yeah. So on turn eight, you Bolas, tick up, <laughs> get their Ballista, Revolt, and then Fatal Push. Perfect. Oh. I like that. That's, That's just how you draw it. We have found sense. the yeah. perfect shell for Nicol Bolas. There you go. Okay, so moving past kind of the uh, marquee... Definitely a shell with Fatal Push. But oh, yeah. Not yeah. for that specific line of play. No. <laughs> I am interested to see kind of where, where Control goes, because Blue-Red has been kind of the best position because it, mm-hmm. it has magma spray for zombies and it's you know well, had I, think, like a chance I think we'll have Marvel. some other cards to talk about for oh totally <laughs> totally um but the red removal's gotten a lot worse uh, i think especially with the return of vehicles um and mm-hmm. maybe there's more of a pull toward toward yeah. black instead um because i don't think you well, go we'll full have a on bunch of other cards to talk about yeah no absolutely <laughs> uh including one of the mm-hmm. ones that comes next so first one card that we're going to talk about very briefly 
is Samut the Tested. Uh, now, we've complained for a long time, you know, most of these podcasts, like, well, man, did Wizards just not test Marvel? Did they just not test Mar- uh, Emrakul? They definitely tested Samut, because this card is not overpowered. Uh, this is... <laughs> well, maybe they didn't test it, because it seems extremely underpowered. Oh, you think they're, like, they're, like, uh, overcompensating, but they're, like, they're claiming, they're, like, no, no, we, uh, we totally tested Samut, and they just actually didn't, and made it super weak. And now they're like, no, we, we put it in the name. We clearly tested it, tested mm-hmm. the card. Uh, this is green, red, two for a three loyalty planeswalker. It ticks up, and a creature gets um, double strike. Four, four loyalty starting. Uh, oh. Four. Much better. Oh, that completely changes my evaluation. <laughs> um, so it ticks up and gives a creature double strike. Until end of turn. Until end of turn. Not, Not even until your turn. next turn. Just for this turn. Yep. Yeah. Minus two. You can deal two damage divided as you choose among any number of uh, up to two. Up to two target creatures creatures or or players. players. Which means it can hit Planeswalkers. I can minus two and I can deal two damage to their Gideon Mm -hmm. at five. uh, And I can also minus seven it. Search your library for up to two creatures and or Planeswalkers and put them onto the battlefield. And then you get to even shuffle your library. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're just really... You know, you know the next couple cards, not excited about them, you need to shuffle, alt Samut. There you go. So I think the the minus two, and just as a quick rules aside, divided among one or two targets instead of any number. Yeah. Because when you say divided among any number, people start thinking they can say, oh, I'll just do zero, zero, zero. Right. And, and it, you can't actually do that. Right. You know, even if there's like phantasmal images or whatever right. and you would like to do that. Oh. So, yeah. so I think specifying one or two is just to make sure people don't get the wrong thing out of it that but makes sense funny the fact that it uh she starts at four loyalty does make that ability i guess maybe a tiny bit better because you can, can do, do it twice. twice not that you want to because <laughs> you just use your four mana planes walker to do four damage over two turns <laughs> oh, this is such a bad card yeah it's like so, just worse than arlen court like just play arlen court and arlen court yeah. isn't well, even that good yeah so the uh, somebody had an article out today i forget who it was basically just saying wow this card's really good with Glorybringer." Well, yeah, yeah well, but what so isn't? is Arlen Court. <laughs> but yeah, Glorybringer's good on its own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, Arlen Court doesn't make Glorybringer hit them for eight. No, but it can make it uh, large and vigilant. Yeah. So that it, you can large exert and, and, and hits for six, right? again Plus and again and again. Yeah. yeah I mean, hits so for six every single turn yeah. and deals. Getting four double strike elsewhere. is a really good. Like aggro ability. Yeah. Um, True. And like, this is an act, like, this mm-hmm. would definitely go in an aggro shell. You're swinging. This is just clearly play Uncaged not Fury. Defensive. Just play Uncaged Fury. Don't, don't spend a four mana sorcery. Yeah. And, um, was and, there's a comparison to like a Johnny Color of the Pride, which was plus one to give a creature uh, double strike and flying until yeah. end of turn. That at least gave it flying. Yeah, that's a. And it was a three mana planeswalker. And it was a three mana planeswalker. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, additionally, I think that there's one spot where it's defensible to play this, and that is in the doubling season mm-hmm. Planeswalker deck. Oh, yeah. Because there, you get to play Samut, immediately alt Samut, get a Samut and another Planeswalker, alt Samut, and chain well, it together. Yeah, so I think in the doubling season deck, this might actually be your second best card. Yep. Other than doubling season, because it comes in, it ulti- it will come in at eight because of doubling season, you minus seven, you get two things, and you win the game. Yep. I mean, you can even just... 
it doesn't even have to be another Samut and a Planeswalker. It can be oh, I just like, I like yeah. chaining them. Oh, I yeah, want yeah. every I mean, Planeswalker in my deck on the battlefield. But you can also just minus seven and get, you know, Kiki Jiki and a Restoration Angel. Sure. Or you can minus seven and you can get a Nahiri and that's just uh, Jace Architect of Thought. <laughs> and you can Jace Architect of Thought, cast something of yours and your opponent's, and you can alt Nahiri and put an Emrakul into play. No, so, none of this is as fun as, as getting a, the Gate Watch all out. Ready to oh, end. gross. Oh, yeah. Who even wants Friendship. That? <laughs> uh, coalition victory isn't even legal in modern. Though. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, okay. Maybe it'll be like a Gatewatch coalition victory. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, if you probably not this set. Adjacent. Yeah, but, definitely not this set. Yeah, not in this set, but maybe, you know, a year from now, the return of the Triumphant Gatewatch will have, like, if you control a planeswalker of each color, you win the game. Sure. Or even if you control it, Jace the Liana, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Be a little more narrow. Yeah. Um, okay, our next card is kind of Wizard's response to something I asked for uh, last season of Spoiler Season, where I said, I want a cheap board wipe. I want a four mana board wipe, mm-hmm. or I want planar cleansing. And Wizards, they've kind of delivered, but with a little bit of a twist. Okay. There's also Damnation as an invocation. There is. I'm so excited about that. If you yeah. wanted that in Limited. Yeah, I would love to cast Damnation in Limited. That sounds excellent. Uh, so we have here Bantu's Last Reckoning. Uh, this is black, black, one sorcery. Destroy all creatures. Now, if we ended there, I'd be all about this card. That'd be pretty good. That would be, be, good. be yeah, be a, too good. Pretty good. Uh, but then there's this slight downside where it says lands you control do not untap during your next untap step. Slight downside. Slight downside. Slight. Really means in practice, this is probably not a board wipe you're casting on turn three or four. Mm-hmm. Okay, turn four, well, cast this, play a swamp. Keep open for Fatal Push. Okay, so you Fatal Push it, and then you pass back to them, and now they have, like, five mana, and they get to play a... You're not Fatal Push, you're Fatal Pushing whatever they play. Yeah, but then on your next turn, you don't untap your lands. Yeah. Oh. Yes, so so importantly... that's like two turns. I'm sure people are gonna understand this wrong, and there's gonna be a lot of judge calls and things. It's not just the three lands, presumably three, that you tap for Bantu's Last Reckoning, it's all of your lands. Don't untap during your next untap step. Yeah. yeah. So this is a cycle, they've said. Uh, monocolor yeah, cycle. Yeah, got the white one today as right, well. One for each god, so we'll see the white one a little bit later. Yeah, um, I like the white where one I, a lot. I guess, and this is, uh, if you read Mark Rosewater's article today about the design of the set, this is basically uh, player exert. Sure. <clears throat> I like ah. that. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. As a concept. Mm-hmm. In practice, I don't want to play it, but... Oh, I love this card. I think that, yeah, I think that this card is playable because if you're playing this in a uh, Planeswalker heavy deck, you don't need your mana to get <gasps> abilities. So you're able to go, oh, well, Bond just lost right and wipe the board, but I have an ob out, which means the next turn they play a creature, minus three ob, kill it, right? And then take up ob, now my land's on tap and I can do... So I think that with Planeswalkers, this card is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also you probably cast it on like turn five or six, so you can still leave up an answer for one turn, then use your Planeswalker mm-hmm. to deal with their second thing. Um, and then you'll be you'll be all set. I, I think there's just a lot of times uh, where if you're playing a control deck or even if you're playing a mid-range deck, like you can get yourself. It's the classic breaking symmetry on Wrath of God, yeah. where you know that you have it in your deck or you know that you have it in your hand, so you can not play into it too much right. and hope that your opponent overextends. And so even like in mono black zombies, I would consider sideboarding this, sure, like against the mirror or against um, like green black. Because sometimes they'll have, like, no cards in hand, and you've still got a few cards in hand, because Crypt Breaker is fantastic. Yeah. And you just get to wipe the board, and then, you know, next turn play an enormous Diagraph Colossus. Yeah. And they've just got nothing. Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that you're right. I think that anytime there's this kind of uh, equivalent or symmetrical effect, mm-hmm. right, the player who has it is, is going to be at an advantage. Yeah, and, and, can and craft of their course, deck he to play around. lands not untapping. Is it's a very sim- real downside. Right, that's yeah. not symmetric. Your no. opponent's land's still on tap, unfortunately. Yes. Right. If no one's land's on tap, this would be busted. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. An exhaustion tapped on? I'd love it. Wow, I hadn't considered this for something like zombies, but you're, you're right that a deck like zombies can rebuild mm-hmm. a lot better than a deck like green-black, which is really yeah. like one threat, one threat, one threat, and zombies can really go wide. Mm-hmm. This can also be, I mean, as goes for all board wise, this can also be really good with Selfless Spirit, where if you have yeah. a Selfless Spirit out, and you kill everything, and then you have a board, and you get to kill them, uh, okay. which is great. The Christmas Land is if you're playing some sort of deck with this, and Selfless Spirit, and Cryptolith, right? Then your creatures still yeah. untap the next turn, right. so you still have mana from mm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. That but that, that's good. probably going a little too deep. <laughs> okay, uh, so those are the three that Wizards accidentally posted to their website um, a Good little job. bit early. Uh, next up, we have the promos for uh, game day and release mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, so our first one is... And buy a box. And buy a box, you're right. Yeah, so this one's the buy a box. Uh, Wildfire Eternal. This is red three for a 1-4 zombie jackal cleric with afflict four. And this is our first new ability. So afflict four is whenever this creature becomes blocked, defending player loses four life. Uh, and it's otherwise just a 1-4. So you're like, oh, just let it through. Let it poke me. But whenever Wildfire Element um, Eternal attacks and isn't blocked, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your hand without paying its mana cost. So this card's fantastic. It has a great type line. Zombie Jackal Cleric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't actually realize that it was a zombie. There's like so much. Yeah, so. so and it's red, so I wouldn't have picked it for zombies. Yeah, so this is, this is a thing for this set where there are some zombies in. Other colors. I think at least in red and blue for Bolas Grixis. I don't know if there's any green zombies. I wouldn't expect it. Yeah. I mean, there have been green zombies in other sets like uh, Golgari and Ravnica. Mm. Um, but so this is. I love this mechanic, Afflict, for aggressive decks, and I think this is a really good example of what they can do with a new mechanic on a rare. So, with a new mechanic on others, like, we'll see a card later that, you know, not to burst any levels, is not that exciting, has Afflict. It's yeah. a 2-2 that has Afflict 1. Right. And that's it. That's right? Fine. So it either hits them for 2, or they block, and it still hits them for 1. That's fine. That's, like, a common, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rare with Afflict has this great play to it, where either they block it, in which case they take four, or they don't block it, in which case you get to cast something for free. Sure. So it's kind of a guessing game, right? Where, like, sometimes your opponent will just not block and hope that you've got nothing. Right. And this is, um, I remember, was it Oracle of Bones? Yeah, Oracle From Theros, Bones. one of the Minotaurs that had tribute. If they didn't pay tribute, you could cast something for free. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're just like, I bet you have nothing. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> The mind games with tribute mm-hmm. of like, all right, you decide. What do you think is worse for you? Yeah. I think another thing it has in common with tribute is it's probably going to be bad uh, because Punisher mechanics usually are not not very good because your opponent is going to choose whatever is uh, better for them. So if, uh, I mean, you know, assuming that your opponent is competent and like has some idea of what is in your deck list, if this card is somehow seeing play, um, then they're going to know whether they can afford to take the mm-hmm. four damage or let you cast whatever your payoff spell is with this card. Yeah. Um, so. Well, there's also, if they don't have a blocker. Right, they don't have an option. Then, yeah, they've got no option. They're going to take yeah. one, presumably, and you get to cast something for free. Definitely. Um, the only thing I would say is that, at least in standard, like I did a gatherer search when I saw this card, there aren't a whole lot of, like, busted, good, expensive no. instances of sorceries. There's yeah. not. Even, yeah. like, the... You can, like, draw a few cards. You can bounce a few creatures. Yeah, you can, like you can cast, can... like, dark intimations. Yeah. I guess. 
That's fine. Um, but if they didn't block, they probably don't have a creature to <laughs> sacrifice. Exactly. They don't have a planeswalker, which would be awesome. But and uh, I mean, when I think of like a big spell to cast, the ones in standard right now are X spells. Like I think of like mm-hmm. oh, pull from tomorrow for a thousand, right? But yeah. it's just not very good right now. I guess uh, you, other things you could do is cast uh, expertises. Uh, you cast uh, yeah. So probably the most busted thing you could do this is like Rishkar's expertise. Right. But, but that that it probably assumes like they're not so they're not blocking and you have a giant creature that's gonna let you draw more a bunch of cards and then you're like already ahead and you're winning more mm-hmm. and that, yeah. so I don't think it's great I think the mechanic is cool um, and they'll probably be able to it do might some nice be an interesting it. thing it's probably too slow for modern yeah there's a lot of busted spells you can cast in modern totally it's probably yeah. really fun in commander but sure you know, yeah that'd be about it sure uh, quick clarification on afflict so it does say uh, defending player. It, can it not deal damage to planeswalkers? Yeah, so planeswalkers, if something would do damage to a planeswalker that the controller of that planeswalker doesn't control the source of damage, mm-hmm. then the controller of the source of damage can choose to redirect to the planeswalker. Loss of life can never be redirected to planeswalkers. Yeah. Oh, yes. So you're stuck life. making the player lose life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our next card uh, is a Crucible of Worlds on a collected companyable stick. It's a. Uh, mm-hmm. Green 2 for a 2-3. Ramanu, Ramunap, Ramanap, Rampinup, Rampinup, Excavator. Oh, I like that. Ramancat. Yeah, that's that's really clean. Uh, you may play land cards from your graveyard. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Crucible of Worlds, you know, sees some play in modern a little bit here and there. Um, I know it sees play in older formats. Uh, and this card... Um, both upside and downside, the fact that it's like on a body. Uh, the fact that it's on a body means it will die to more things. It has three toughness. It will die to bolt, but we haven't been mm-hmm. seeing as much of bolt. We've seen more of push, and this dies to push, but that means you need revolt. Uh, <laughs> but it is able to be found off collected company, um, and it, that kind of a deck might like one or two of these mm-hmm. um, in its 60. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess, pleasantly surprised, but also a little bit pessimistic that this is the release promo. Yeah. And release promos... If you look back the last several years, they're usually terrible. They're bad. <laughs> it's like, they're bulk rares. Yeah. I mean, so good news, if this is playable, if you would want to play this in modern, it's going to be like a dollar. Right. To get, you know, a release promo foil version. Yeah. But yeah, this card's sweet. So this and Wildfire Return are both clerics. I wonder if that's incidental or if there's going to be any sort of cleric tribal sort of theme. That'd be cool. In this set. Yeah. Or even We're if really... we have tribal support in the next set, mm-hmm. we could just remember that we have clerics in this set. Yeah, clerics yeah, are usually in white-black, right? Yeah, so yeah. traditionally clerics were white-black in, like, Onslaught Block, which was yeah. the heavy tribal when I played as a kid. So red and green clerics are, you know, probably less common. You can still play Metallic Mimic and name cleric, though. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, turn three, you have a three-four. Uh, yeah, this is definitely more of a modern card mm. than a standard card. I agree. Because in modern, you've got fetch lands in your graveyard. or Whoa, uh, whoa, like I'm playing four of... Ghost Quarter. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, I'm playing four of uh, Balding Wilds. Wilds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has some, like, you yeah, can no, do it, things. Yeah, no, it's not standard. bad in yeah. standard. Um, it, there's certainly some value, especially if you have any looting in your deck, uh, or if you're milling yourself for some reason, if you're playing Splendid Reclamation, then yeah. this just, yeah, it gives you a little bit of that value. Uh, it's very good with cycling lands, I guess, yeah. which is probably mm. the main purpose. And is the only thing you're really going to be able to do with it in limited, other than maybe evolving wilds. It's also good with um, if we're going real grindy with the battle for Zundercar lands that you sack to get an ability, where you draw two cards, you gain life, or you yeah. do some damage. Oh, sure. Or actually, um, even the deserts themselves. right now. Yeah, yeah. Get Rog Monster. 
Garog absolutely makes you sack a land every turn and yeah. you play an extra one. So uh, the colorless utility lands like Sing to Move Ugin and uh, Mirror Pool also. Yeah, so, uh, so work. There's a lot of sort of fringy uses of this in standard, but I feel like it's definitely more of a modern card. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, this is much more geared toward modern. Um, the next card though is very much a standard card. Uh, a braid. Am I saying that correctly? I think I am. A braid. Abrade. Uh, it's red one instant, and you choose one. It deals three damage to target creature or destroy target artifact. Um, my mind immediately went to all of those matches that I was on blue-red control, playing against Mardu vehicles. They activated their Heart of Kieran, and I only had three or zero energy when mm -hmm. I cast my Harness Lightning. Or, you know, I mean, just the ability to choose one and let you kill a heart or a uh, vehicle or a Panharmonicon or an Oketra's Monument. Um, or deal with a creature is great because this is two different spells in one, um, and, and it's awesome. Yeah. So this is this is definitely one of those a little bit too late uh, release valves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, art for broken artifacts. Uh, I mean, I guess it kills Smuggler's Coffer either way, but it would have been something that could deal with Marvel. Mm -hmm. um, and that I I would be really interested to see what that metagame would be like, like if a braid had been in Amonkhet. Sure. What the standard metagame would have been like. Because Mardu gets to play it, Blue Red yeah. gets to play it, everyone. Um, but yeah, and so, but this goes to a point you were making, I think, when we were talking about uh, Bolas, mm. is that, you know, now we do have, like, a lightning strike, and the versatility of this card, I think, is what makes it good. Absolutely. If it was just three damage to a creature, then, okay, Harness Lightning's better. Yeah. Definitely. But most of the time, and, I mean, Ryan, you've probably cast more Harness Lightnings than me, isn't Harness Lightning usually just three damage to a creature? Yes. It's like, usually three or less damage right. to a creature. I mean, so, so sometimes it's less and you get some energy left over and right. maybe that's useful for a later Harness Lightning or tapping mm -hmm. the Aether Hub. Uh, but the fact that it's just two mana, three damage to a creature, great. And honestly... And destroy an artifact also kills Gearhulks. Right, right. So you have a two mana spell that like, you know, in say a control mirror, blue-red control mirror, your Harness Lightnings would be pretty bad because yeah. it's hard to kill Gearhulk with them. This just kills Gearhulk. And honestly, the the things that you are, were trying to kill with Harness Lightning that required more than three energy were artifacts. It was mm -hmm. Heart of Kieran, and it was Gearhulks. So, like, this does both of those things really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's and this, it's great. I think it's also really good against green-black. Yes. Right? Because it'll kill Gearhulk, and it'll kill, uh, you know, basically any two-drop that they play. Yes. It does lose a little bit of uh, utility against things like a Delirious Grimflare or a yeah. Snake with a Counter on it. But... Like, you should hopefully have plans for dealing with that as well. I think that what you're gaining uh, with this card is, is a lot more than what you're losing by replacing Harness Lightning with it. Yeah, just the uh, modal cards in general, you know, whether it's a split card or um, charms, commands, those all sort of end up being better than, you know, you would think most right. of the time from just... Uh, this is okay, this is okay, you know, maybe that's a little bit more mana than you want to pay for either of those things. Honestly, these, one in a red is a pretty normal mana cost for three damage to a creature. Yeah. And pretty normal mana cost for destroying artifact. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to do both of those things for one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially it, it can't do damage to the player. Players. But, you know, you're not sad to pay one in a red for either of those. No. And to have that option and to have a main deck card that most of the time is just going to kill a creature, but sometimes will kill an artifact. If you're playing against, like, Metal Orc Colossus or, yep. you know, Blu-ray Control killing their gear hulk. It's just fantastic. I think this card's going to see a lot of play. And it, it helps to open up cyborg slots as well, where now you don't need to yeah, put I mean, in as many artifact hate cards if artifacts become big, because you're going to have this card main board, and it can deal with it, which is yeah, awesome. I've, um, I've heard people saying, like, this is basically replaces release the gremlins. Yeah. 
in yeah, like absolutely. You know, Mardu sideboards. Um, and and to go back to your point about uh, looking at the different modes and saying, oh, these are all okay, and then the card ends up being really good. I think the poster child for this is Remokus Command, which was oh, yeah. a format defining card. Mm-hmm. But the four modes on that card were very mediocre, <laughs> like by themselves. Put a counter on something, sure. Eh. Well, so, so the command okay. lets you do two things, right? Right, and then that's why. But yeah, like your Jeroko's command had only done the two things it usually did, which yeah. was put a counter and fight. Fight. They For wouldn't two be mana? that great. Jeroko's yeah. command also kind of incidentally hated enchantments out of the format. Yeah, right. you couldn't because so many people just had this enchantment hate yeah. in their main right. deck that they didn't even realize a right. lot of the time, and so. I think the artifacts that are in play now are probably good enough that a braid's not going to hate them out of the format entirely, but, you know, it'll be good against them. Yeah. Um, next, we get to our second new mechanic, which is Eternalize, uh, and we see it on a card called Adorned Pouncer. It's white one for a kid cat. Uh, it has double strike, it's a 1-1, one, one, and it has Eternalize for white, white three. So Eternalize is like a big embalm. Kind of. Kind of where, like Megamorph. Yeah, it's, they yeah. should have called it Mega Embalm. Uh, I think that was a playtest name. <laughs> <laughs> where you uh, exile the card from your graveyard and you put a black 4-4 zombie uh, into play. Uh, that is a copy of the card in all their ways, but has no yeah. mana cost, as they like to remind you. Uh, and yeah, so this is a white one for a woman double strike that can then become a 4-4 double strike for five mana. Eh. These. I mean, I don't think it's going to see a ton of standard play, but... Oh, yeah, I don't see it for standard. Well, that could be wrong. Excellent and constructed. So I, I think mean, limited. Oh, yes, it's definitely great and limited. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's some cat synergies. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, the green-white cat synergy deck might be good enough, at least for a fringe standard deck. I think it's getting close. I think it's getting pretty close. Okay. Um, like, if there's anything else, you know, then it might be there. Uh, yeah. The Eternalize on this is just pure upside. And so this is, other than Eternalize and the creature type, this is uh, Fencing Ace from Return to Ravnica. Yes. And that card did see play in Standard. It did, yeah. That saw play in a uh, Hexproof with Aura's deck. I remember that. And that was not the best creature in the deck. not have memories of that. Right, like Invisible Stalker was the best creature in the deck, and Invisible Stalker is stupid. Yeah. And we don't have Invisible Stalker in Standard, so probably the same thing's not going to happen. But I can imagine, like, Adorned Pouncer on turn two, and then turn three, like, put a Griff Spoon on it. Yeah. Swing in for four in the air. Give it some pump spells or something. Yeah. Put an uh, Invigorated Rampage on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that it dies to Magma Spray and then the Eternalize is blank mm-hmm. is, you know, a point in the favor of Magma Spray, I guess. It also yeah. dies to, uh, if we think that's going to be seeing more play as well, it's going to die to Liliana's Tick Up as well, because yeah. it has the one toughness problem. Uh, yep. Yeah, Ballista yeah. as well. And Ballista. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a serious one. Ballista is in a whole bunch of random decks, and I feel like the one toughness creatures lose a ton of value against that. They don't become unplayable, but you just have to seriously think about... When you're yeah. sideboarding, you're going to want to take out as many of them as possible. You know, really good reason it, to play Is them. Ballista yeah. the only artifact that's good against a braid? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, destroy your Ballista? Yeah, just shoot you for four. What about Servo Schematic? Or, uh, yeah, that one. Because when it dies, you get a Servo. Yeah, because people were playing that. <laughs> I think if anyone was playing Servo Schematic, they were having ways to sacrifice it, and they'd rather sacrifice it than yes. have it get destroyed. Sacrifice the Herald of Anguish. Yeah. So now we're uh, going to briefly talk about uh, Nicol Bolas the Deceiver, which is the Planeswalker deck version, just because he's actually like kind of decent. Um, so yeah. this is... Legal and standard. Yeah, legal and standard. It's a blue, black, red five, uh, so it's eight mana, mm-hmm. and it has five loyalty. And plus three, each opponent loses three life unless that player sacrifices an online permanent or discards a card. Minus three, destroy target creature, draw a card. And minus 11, Nicol Bolas the Deceiver deals seven damage to each opponent. You draw seven cards. 
So here, I think that the ticking up is not very good. Uh, I mean, it's nice that it brings you up by three, but they're going to, again, choose whichever one is, is less bad for them. Minus three, destroy a creature, draw a card is fantastic. That's awesome. It's like it's a really good ability. Mm -hmm. But on an eight mana Planeswalker, and you can only use it ticking down to use it once, meh. Uh, and the ultimate is also pretty good, reminiscent of uh, Ugin and Bolas and all their yep. obsession with seven and drawing cards. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to why they put this on the Planeswalker version instead of putting that on, like, the real... I agree, I would have preferred to have this I would have liked that ultimate yep. better. I think it's stronger uh, <laughs> than, than the other ultimate as well. Yeah. Um, um, although it is... So it comes in at five, you tick up plus three twice, and then it's at eleven. Yep. So that's a little bit awkward. Like, do you want to minus 11 your Planeswalker and then it's gone? Yeah. I would probably would, honestly. Drawing mm -hmm. seven cards is is so sweet. <laughs> uh, do you know what I realized the other day? I realized that Nissa's ultimate is just, like, a better Sphinx's revelation. Yep. Why does green... That's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> green gets that. Uh, okay, yeah, so, sorry. That was my random. So, so Bolas the Deceiver, I think if he had come in at six loyalty, this would be close to being as good as the real yeah. god pharaoh yeah if this but, came in at six and could tick down twice i think it yeah. becomes close and also it could tick up twice ultimate and stay on the field yeah that would be but good. It, it still costs eight mana so you know you might see this at fnm if somebody buys the planeswalker deck and plays with it yeah cool um our next card is uh well so just briefly and i know it's kind of a random part we're, we're, we're going through this in order uh so we're looking at like the order that the spoilers have happened in uh, there was a massive dump of spoilers from uh, Ixalan, the set that's coming after Hours of Station. Mm -hmm. uh, we are not going to be talking about these spoilers. We will review these spoilers as they are released uh, when they come out in the fall. Um, because, uh, one, we want to focus on our of Devastation. And two, we want to respect the fact that uh, these are a result of somebody stealing from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, and, and we certainly don't condone or encourage anything like that. Um, so continuing with the... I, I imagine there are people at Hasbro who are looking into things absolutely yeah. absolutely um so continue with our devastation uh we next have the cycle of defeat cards which i'm a huge fan of because i love <laughs> answers like this they're so good so jace uh, well also huge fan of because it's defeat of the game which mm -hmm. currently everyone hates i was just like oh my gosh gideon's defeated this is the best day ever um to be fair like, people, I think the Gatewatch has been a little oversaturated, but people really do like the Gatewatch. Like, uh, yeah. they're very popular. You know, they have all this research that Wizards has mm -hmm. done that shows, like, engagement with the story is higher than it's ever been. People mm -hmm. are really interested in the yeah, stories. Like, there are so many people, like, complain about, like, oh, there's so many Jace cards. They always make Jace so good. They always put Jace on everything. Jace is literally the most popular character. Yeah, have. like, that's what you expect so them to do. they're going to do that. Like, right. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate that they're going to tone down a little bit and make it so that we don't have to see the Gatewatch Planeswalkers every time. I just think it also opens up more design space because, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a Nissa Planeswalker will do something with lands, might do something yep. with drawing cards, might, like, you can't right. do other things with green uh, with Nissa because it doesn't fit her identity, mm -hmm. so now we can have green Planeswalkers that, that do something different. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm a big fan. Importantly, you can have, like, say, a white Planeswalker that doesn't turn into a creature. Yeah. yeah. Or you can have a black Planeswalker that doesn't do anything with zombies. Right. right. Or you can have, like, you can have Liliana of the Dark Realms abilities as a different Planeswalker. Yeah, on a not Liliana. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the defeat cycle, we'll start with Jace's defeat. This is blue one instant. Counter target blue spell. If it was a Jace Planeswalker spell, scry two. So um, I think it makes sense to evaluate this mostly in terms of 
Uh, we can ignore the if it's a Jace Planeswalker. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be relevant. This is just a great card for control mirrors, or if you're just playing a blue mirror. Like, this is better counterspell mm -hmm. um, most of the time if you're playing that. So these are all cards that are, you know, Planeswalkers defeat, and it does something to that color, and bonus if it's that Planeswalker. Right. Um, and so this, you know, immediately reminds me of the Theros cycle. Absolutely. Of the same sort of thing. Yep. Um, and so the Theros cycle in blue had Gainsay, yeah. which is one blue card. instant, counter target blue spell. And that was a reprint. So this mm. is literally just Gainsay with upside. Yeah. And this card, you know, it's going to be great in control mirrors because it counters Gearhulk, it counters you know, any of their counter spells except for Void Shatter. Yep. So it'll be interesting if yep. people start playing Void Shatter more because of this. Oh, because yep. it's colorless. Yeah. Even though yep. it costs blue mana. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it counters, you know, a Planeswalker, it, maybe even Jace. So it's just a really good all-purpose control mirror counter spell. Yeah. And so we saw Gainsay saw some play in Standard last time because there was the Mono Blue Devotion deck. You counter anything in their deck with that spell. <laughs> Gainsay actually... Those are the days. <laughs> Gainsay even occasionally sees a tiny bit of play in, like, uh, Modern and Legacy. Yeah. And for that reason, I would... And for collector reasons, maybe, I would expect for foils of this card in particular and also maybe the other defeats to be worth, you know, more than nothing. So hold on to those if you get them at the pre-release. The next card is uh, the green one, Nissa's Defeat. This is green two uh, for a sorcery. Destroy target forest, enchantment, or... Uh, so green, forest, green, green enchantment, enchantment sorry, or, or green, green planeswalker. planeswalker. Um, and if it's a Nissa planeswalker, you get to draw a card. Because uh, green is the color of card draw. Yes, precisely. Um, I like this one less. Uh, it's mm -hmm. three mana, which is a lot. It's a sorcery. Boo. And uh, it, it just feels pretty narrow. Like, I'm rarely going to want to blow up a forest. Uh, and, like, sure, if Nissa suddenly becomes the powerhouse titan of Standard, then maybe. But uh, it's just I not. mean, there are, like, nine Nissas in Standard, right? That's now. true. There's a lot of Nissas. <laughs> and there's a Planeswalker deck Nissa. There's even though she's not in the next set. So, many so there's going to be ten. Yeah. So many Nissas. And, I mean, right now there aren't any enchantments either that are... I'm, I'm sort of sad that they didn't say enchantment and artifact because that's often what green sort of lumps yeah. those. But it wouldn't be a green hate spell well, if it hit artifact. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think the reason is yeah. well, the reason is they wanted to say um, planeswalker in the text mm -hmm. because green can get destroy target non creature permanent, right? Yeah. Like Bramble Crush or some other cards that have had mm -hmm. that. But they wanted to say planeswalker in the text of the card. Yeah. yeah. And, eh, you know, and they want it only to kill green things, and so. Kill right. a green artifact it is pretty <laughs> Gear narrow Hulk. to Gear Hulk. <laughs> pretty right? narrow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly one hit. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this very much. Um, no. The fact that it can destroy a forest might be interesting if people played forests and if there was like <laughs> Elvish Mystic in standard. Yeah, sure. Then you cast it on turn two and that, that would be hilarious. pretty good. It would be, be hilarious. I don't know if it would be good. Uh, <laughs> I would laugh if someone yeah. did that to me. I'd be sad, but I would also laugh. Remember, the... Uh, the Theros cycle, the red one, was destroy a mountain. Yeah. Or, and that was soft play because of Chain yeah. of the Rocks. Well, well so, yeah, that's soft play because of Chain <laughs> of the Rocks. And I played that in a game day along with Ember Swallower, the monster. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lands. Yeah. And I, I had a couple fun games with that where my opponents would have, like... I'm sure know, your opponents would agree that the games were fun. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like, they have no lands, I'm hitting them with a 7-8. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> Collectively, we had a lot of fun. Most of that was had by me. Sure, sure. But, you know, yeah. fun is zero-sum sometimes. 
So next one. Liliana's defeat is black for a sorcery. Uh, destroy target black creature or black planeswalker. If it was a Liliana planeswalker, its controller loses three life. Uh, is this is one, there a deck in standard that plays a lot of black creatures? I can't uh, think of one. I think, I think black green. Like I could see this being played in the black green uh, sideboard. I mean, black green. It's uh, gonna hit. What, is there anything like, we're missing, Slayer? Katie? Katie, is there anything we're missing? I mean, but you don't want this against zombies. I mean, you could. Sure. I, like. This I don't is like this in zombies. Play. It hits Liliana post board. Yeah, so I think this is. Not all zombie decks bring in Liliana post I think most of them do. Yeah. Well, so I think this is, you know, as we're dancing around, this is <laughs> hilariously good against zombies. Yeah. Because it kills any of their creatures for only one mana. Yeah. And this is absolutely going to be a thing in zombie mirrors. Oh, and yeah. this card's existence makes me think, so because I've been playing zombies, that maybe I don't bring in. Liliana Last Hope in the mirror anymore. Yeah. Because it is good to tick up and kill their things, but if they're able to answer that just with a one-mana spell and make you lose three life, then that's a huge swing. Yeah. So I'd rather, like, be doing something else with my three mana. Absolutely. Um, I do like this as well in in that black-green mirror because it kills uh, almost everything relevant. It doesn't kill Gear Hulk, but it kills the sideboard stuff they bring in. So it kills Obnixilus, it kills Gaunti... Um, it kills uh, sure. death, death touch. Yeah. Um, it kills Grim Flare. It kills Snake. It kills just doesn't like, kill Rushcar. Doesn't kill Rushcar. I'm usually not too too. It doesn't kill Walking Ballista either. Mm. Op hurts so good. You just abrade that. Yeah, you just abrade it. There you go. In your black green deck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like your point that post board. I think black green does bring in a lot more black, black things. Yeah, things. they bring in a lot. Yeah. More. So it, I mean, I think if you're playing a black deck in standard, you probably should have. Liliana's defeat in your sideboard for zombies. Yeah. And if yeah. you play against black green, it's probably reasonable to bring it in there too. Yeah. Because, like, what are you hitting in that deck with Fatal Push most of the time anyway? You're trying to Fatal Push, like, Grim, like Grim Flare or a Snake. Or a snake. Right? So, those so same, same things. Hits, yeah. It's just a sorcery upside. instead. Upside of hitting the really good Mirror Breakers in Gaunti yeah. and Ob. So, right. I, I really like it a lot. Well, Gonti, I don't even think is that important because Gonti's done a lot of the work important. once it's already hit the field. No, because once it had, once it hits the field, the it, yeah, it gives you a card. The death yeah. touch is very real. Yeah, because it just trades with anything. They have to kill it before they attack. Um, yeah, I, I like Gonti a lot in the mirror. Uh, so our next one is the white one. Is Gideon's defeat? This is white instant <laughs> exile target white creature that's attacking or blocking. If it was a Gideon planeswalker, you gain five life. Well, I'm sad that it's limited to attacking or blocking, but I immediately thought of Mardu Vehicles for this because mm-hmm. you're going to get some of the most problem cards, right? Like, they're Gideon and they're Avacyn. I mean... Meanly Gideon. This, like, is yeah. finally, like, this is a really good answer for Gideon, Ally, of Zendikar. Like, they have to sit there and make tutus. Yeah. And, sure, that's a decent thing to do, but it's the reason Gideon is broken is because he's a 5-5 indestructible right. that protects himself. So... Uh, I think that this might change the play patterns, at least post-board, of Mardu uh, and, and kind of weaken Mardu Vehicle's uh, position a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I do think it matters. Like, when we were back on uh, Blue-White Flash, there were all these always standoffs with Gideon, people wondering whether or not you had the Stasis Snare. Mm-hmm. And that was three mana, so yeah. you had to win And it hits while. almost everything in Mardu Vehicles. Uh, how, how do you like it against right uh, Spellcaller? This? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, what, I don't know. Sure, yeah, get your thing back from underneath. I don't know that you really care about hitting Spellcaller. Oh, no, I think he's saying that Spellcaller counters this. Oh. Well, both of these. Both right? of them are true. You cast well, they go both ways. They Spellcaller it, and then you yeah. 
casts Cast another Gideon's defeat <laughs> later on the spell coil when it attacks. Get your Gideon's yeah. defeat back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does lead to these weird scenarios because, like, you're going to be if you think they have Gideon's defeat, you're disincentivized from like attacking with a spell coil if there's something you value, or from attacking with mm-hmm. your Gideon. So you can even just and it's so easy to bluff this because it's a single yep. mana. So yeah. I think that this uh, this helps with the Mardu matchup. It'll also make it so that mirrors are amusing. <laughs> yeah, I I think if they're just making a 2-2 every turn with Gideon, that's still pretty good. It is, it is still pretty good, but it's not like... I can beat that. On black-green, mm-hmm. I can beat a 2-2 yeah. every turn. I cannot beat a 5-5 five, five indestructible attacking me every turn. Um, and I think that's true for but other black decks But black-green, well. I mean, so you say black-green, you're playing yeah. black-green splash-white. Because otherwise... Oh, you I love... No, no, no I've, been, but, I've played that at one... Yeah, so, one but if you're playing black-green, you don't have Gideon's defeat. Right. Um, I'm just... I'm, <laughs> so who has it? It's, yeah. it's Mardu Mirror or, like, a control deck with white? Yes. So, if it's a control deck with white, I can see this being very good, but I think against control, you feel pretty good about making a 2-2 every turn. Like, I've played Gideon Ally Zendikar in Legacy and Death and Taxes, yeah. and against, I mean, Miracles is gone now, but against a deck like Miracles, you'd never activate him, because they have Swords of Plowshares, then they can kill him, but as a Planeswalker, he just makes a 2-2 every turn, and they have to keep answering those. Yeah, absolutely. So I think even in Standard, against a control deck... Yeah, you you're could be pretty happy you just zero in Gideon every single time. I would, and that, yes, like, I'm not disagreeing that you would be happy doing that, but I think that uh, this card, like, severely checks the power level of Gideon. Like, Gideon is just a 2-2 machine, is not, like, a broken, overpowered yeah. card. Like, it's a totally reasonable thing. Like, you get a 2-2 every turn, cool. It means that I have way more turns to actually deal with Gideon. What if I have an Anointed Procession and I get 2-2? Two, two, two? Oh, uh, well then, an Anointed Priest? Yeah. Oh, dang, I don't know if I can keep up with that. It's pretty good. Well, that deck can also run, the Anointing uh, Procession deck can also run Gideon's Defeat mm-hmm. and, uh, and deal with Gideon's. And where's Chandra's? Uh, Chandra's is somewhere else. Chandra's yeah, so Defeat. Chandra's Defeat, I don't know if it actually ended up on this website, but I'm pretty sure it's Yeah, I only instant, just saw it today. Is it five damage or seven? It's, I'm pretty sure it's What's instant that does five damage five. to a creature or a Planeswalker. Yeah. If it's a Chandra Planeswalker, then something, something. Did I don't know. You, I think you get to like rummage. Oh yeah, you yeah. Is you discard it? a card. Oh and yeah, draw. you can choose to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's okay. Maybe that's significantly that. worse than the green one that just yeah. lets you draw. Yeah. Um, it does. It does answer Glorybringer. Um, it answers uh, Flame Caller after one tick up. But like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've taken six at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it does deal with Torture Defiance. That sees more play. Um, I don't know. I'm not super. I'm not as excited about that one as uh, I think the white and the black are. the uh, most I think black is the most general purpose. Yeah. White yeah. and blue are good. Green I think is bad, and I mean, uh, red is. Well, the, the black one I think is just the most obvious because yeah. there's a mono black deck in standard. Yeah. Right. There's no reasonable like mono green deck or mono red deck in right. standard. And right. if there was a mono red deck in standard, to an extent there is, all of their stuff just dies to other removal spells anyway. Yeah. You don't need a specific one. Yeah. So uh, I'm also uh, the, I think the reason I'm excited about the black one is because the the big three decks all run black in them. Like even Mardu post board brings in uh, if they're playing more controlling game brings in Obnixilus uh, or brings in Sorin. Um, it, so it answers that. It answers black green. It answers zombies. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, you it's kind a great of have card. to know that they're because the guessing game with Mardu right is are they if signing they in the mid range yeah. or are they not? Right. And if you bring in you know, that removal spell, the Leon's Defeat, and they didn't bring in their Planeswalkers, or if they just didn't draw them in the game, then you might have a spell that does nothing. Yeah. Whereas against right. zombies, if you draw that, it's always going to do something. Definitely. Yeah. Like, if they don't, if the zombies player doesn't have out a black creature or a black Planeswalker, you're gonna win anyways. then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I guess I also wanted to bring up Modern for the um, Liliana's defeat because against the uh, Death Shadow decks, yep. gets Death Shadow, gets Angler, gets Tassiger. Yep. That's true. Because uh, push only hits Shadow. Right. Oh, Which is great. But this hits like literally all yeah. of wow. our threats. For one mana, you get for to kill mana. all of Sorcery their speed. Yeah. But it also kills the Liana. It does. That they yeah. play sometimes. So I think this could be... That's a really, um, that's really good, good against that's them. That's good. Good point. Huh? I'm surprised. <laughs> the one who plays the least modern, you got that. Well done. Well done. Um, so next we have, we're going to go quickly through these because there it's a lot of uh, commons and limited stuff. It's So we have Defiant, Kenra, it's a bear. It's a red one for a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, we have Marauding Bone Slasher, black two for a 3-3. Three, three. It can't block unless you control another zombie. This is like... I don't love it in the zombies deck. Like your three drugs, we have way better classes. It's a minotaur. It is a minotaur. It is a minotaur. It's a minotaur. So, so, a minotaur so that that's at least relevant and limited. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I had a great minotaur tribal deck last week. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Kenra Eternal, which is black one for a two two with afflict one. It is a zombie. So it's like, you know, it fits in that kind of uh, slot in the zombies deck that is looking for something. But I don't know that this is it. Um, yeah, I, no, I'm I'm happy with Metallic Mimic there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have Kenra Scrapper. This is red 2 for a 2-3 Menace. You may exert it, and when you do, it gets plus 2 plus 0 till end of turn. This does seem good and limited. Um, like, yeah. I'd be very happy playing this in an aggressive red-white deck, red-black deck. Um, next, we have Steadfast Sentinel. This is white 3 for a 2-3 Vigilance with Eternalize white-white 4. It's a human cleric. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, a cursed horde, black three for a three three, black one target attacking zombie gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, again, this is I think pretty relevant in limited, not super relevant in standard. Yeah, yeah. too all, expensive. All of your embalm this. and eternalized guys will be zombies. Yeah, which yep. would be really so, good. Which is nice. Um, oh, we saw something similar with that werewolf card back in Innistrad, and that was like a very strong card. Yeah. Um, Oasis Ritualist, which is green three for a two four, tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and you can tap and exert it to add two mana of any color to your mana pool. Um, I think in limited, uh, we've seen that kind of blue green ramp deck. This is like a decent piece for that. Uh, in constructed yeah. weaver currents is like I mean, a lot better. Uh, mana dorks, you want them at like one, two, maybe three mana. Yeah. Four mana mana dork is a little late. Yep. Like you've already hit four land drops. Right. I guess it's, you know, there's some nice seven drops in limited mm-hmm. that, you know, you can on turn five exert this and play. Nickel Bolas. Yeah, Nickel Bolas, <laughs> right? Or a greater sandworm mm-hmm. or whatever. But. Most of the time, this is just a 2-4 four for 4, which is not very good. Yeah. yeah. I do think it is exciting. Um, I think this is the first time we've seen Exert not as an attack. Yeah, they ability. expanded yep. Exert. Yeah. In the, and we'll, in I think we'll station. see more a little bit more of that. Yeah. yeah. Then we have Open Fire, which is red 2, instant. Open Fire deals 3 damage to our creature or player. Uh, this is this is decent oh. and limited. Pretty good. How low Lightning Bolt has fallen. I know. <laughs> Poor Bolt. Poor I mean, Bolt. for a while we had Lightning Strike and Searing Spear and Standard, and that was one in a red for this. And now it costs two in a red. Two in a red. Uh, next we have Sand Strangler, which is red three for a 3-3 three, three beast. When it enters the battlefield, if you control a desert or there is a desert card in your graveyard, you may have Sand Strangler deal three damage to target creature. This, I think, is really good and limited. If you yeah. can pick up a couple deserts, this is like Flame Tunkabu good. Like, super strong. Um, and now that we've touched on that... We have a cycle of deserts. Uh, we have Desert of the Ferment, Desert of the Mindful, Desert of the, all the different deserts. So basically, yeah, these deserts are all, uh, they end the battlefield tapped. They tap for a color of the god they're referring to, and you can cycle them for uh, one mana plus uh, one of the colored mana. So like red one or green one or blue one. Yep. Yeah, um, so that's why these are, and so this is a cycle, Sand Strangler, and at least one other card that we've seen so far, um, 
don't know if it's a cycle so much or there's just a bunch of cards with similar text. But yeah, so they, if it's in play or in your graveyard because probably you've cycled it. Yeah. Right. And it also means that you can replay it if you have that uh, release promo card. Right. Green yeah. Liar. Um, and it's I, just really nice that you can run the deserts without the downside of being mana screwed because none of the deserts were really yeah. like worth playing in the last pre-release mm-hmm. because they just messed up your mana and you're playing like a couple colors. Yes, yeah, the Amon Cat deserts low. were right pretty bad. I mean, I like the minus one minus one counter one if you had any of those synergies. Sure. Or yeah. if you were just short on removal and had okay mana. Um, but yeah, these are these are great. Although we should mention that for you know constructed, uh, they're basically just strictly worse than the rare cycle. Because it's still a non-basic. I mean, it's a desert, which I don't think you're going to care about in Constructed. And it's still cycling for two. Yeah. So, like, even if you're in, say, a mono-black deck like Zombies, what, there's no reason why the black cycling desert is any better than, say, Fetid Pools. Yeah. Because it still cycles for two. It still comes in tapped. It still taps for black. Yeah. Right. It's just... And yeah, currently, we don't have any zombies in the dominant deck that care about having deserts. deserts. So, unless right. that becomes an upside, it's not yeah. worth it. So, that's the Desert Cycle. Uh, pick them up in Limited. Uh, Carrion Screecher, this is black 3 for a 3-1 flying. Uh, eh, decent, you know, good good flyers. Flyer. Flyers are, are good in Limited. limited. Uh, gilded... I, I always pay attention to flyers in black, because there's yeah. usually not too many of them. And they hit hard, usually, too. They yeah. power. Yeah. Uh, gilded Ceridon is red 4 for a 4-4. When it attacks, if you control a desert or there's a desert card in your graveyard, target creature can't block this turn. Uh, that is pretty strong. Uh, five for a four four is a decent body. Plus that ability is, is nice has, when you're aggressive. I was gonna say he has fantastic hair. Oh, yeah. he does. I guess that's like horns or something, but it it's looks like, like a golden mohawk. He's, he's Guile from Street Fighter. <laughs> is what he is. I really it's like great. that. Yeah. We have Sidewinder Naga. This is green two for a three two Naga Warrior. As long as you control a desert or there is a desert card in your graveyard, Sidewinder Naga gets plus one plus zero and has trample. Uh, kind of a weak butt. But uh, yeah. if you're aggressive. But so since that's a continuous effect, um, you can surprise someone with it. So yeah. like you attack cycle and they think it's seed. a 3-2 and then you cycle. Sure. Uh, Inferno Jet. This is right out of my article, I think, from uh, last week. Uh, Inferno Jet. Uh, red 5 sorcery deals 6 damage to target opponent and you can cycle it for 2. But why would you cycle it? Why would you cycle it? You 6 damage. You, yeah, you kill them. Yeah, 3 of these and an open fire and they're dead. Yeah. You just win. It's a so four-card that, combo. That's where I'm going to play in pre-release. Three Inferno Jets, <laughs> an open fire, and, uh, you know, 36 Desert of the Fervent, if oh, I yeah. open them. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Uh, next, we have Angel I, I always like Lava Axe and Limited. Oh, yeah. I think it's good. It's yeah. just a nice... Yeah. It's a very nice card to have one of. Yeah. Sarkhan's Rage or something was a similar effect. Yeah. It was really good. Wasn't that an instant? I think it was an instant. Yeah. Maybe better. Uh, Angel of the God Pharaoh is white, white, four for a four, four angel with flying and cycling two. Um, it's a pretty vanilla card. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a flyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Desert's Hold is white, two enchantment aura. When Desert's Hold enters the battlefield, if you control a desert or there's a desert card in your graveyard, you gain three life, and it's just an arrest. Enchanted creature can't attack or block, and its activated abilities cannot be activated. Um, and so, go ahead. I, I like that card quite a bit. It's a uh, Faith's Fetters, right? Is the comparison where Faith's Fetters always gains you four life? Yeah. Uh, and this is not always going to gain you life, but still, yeah, nice, uh, still nice pretty upside. good effect. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably not uh, standard playable, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's a good card and limited. Definitely. Um, and that's the draft chaff from that day. So now we have uh, some some rares here. We have. Grind to Dust, which is black one for the grind side. 
uh, sorcery, put a minus one, minus one counter on each of up to two target creatures, and dust, which is white three sorcery, aftermath, exile any number of target creatures that have minus one, minus one counters on them. This is so fantastic. this is really good. Yeah, this yeah, is a this really, is, really good card. <laughs> I think, like, the floor of this is just six mana, exile two target creatures. Yeah. And yeah. the upside, like, if you're playing, you know, obviously in limited, if you're playing against a minus one, minus one counter deck, oh they're green-black, you can just exile all of their creatures, yep. maybe. You cycle something once with an Archfiend, <clears throat> and their whole board goes away. I mean, even it's if you crazy. don't, if you didn't have an Archfiend, if they're just, you know, playing Yeah, no, they're just playing and, the synergies, and they, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Well, it just wrecks them. Um, and this is just a good rate. Black one for this effect mm -hmm. um, is strong. Uh, we yeah, it's it's sorcery speed splendid agony yep. by itself, and like usually the difference between instant and sorcery is about one mana. Yep. So it's fine, but the fact that it has a backside mm -hmm. is just so great. Yeah, I really like it a lot. This uh, seems... Actually, sorry. So it's not the same as splendid agony because you can't put the two counters on the same thing. Sure. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's a little bit worse for that. Yeah. You can't just use to kill a two two. That's true. I guess um, against the green-black counters deck, what if the minus one... I mean, like, there are cases where everything on their board has a plus one, plus one counter, so minus this one? just cancels out and... Are you talking about standard? Yeah, standard. Okay. Oh, about, about snakes. Yeah, yeah, if they have snakes, if they have plus one counters and you put minus one counters on it, they cancel out and then you can't exile anything. Right, right. Yeah, so, so I don't... I wouldn't particularly want to try this in standard... Um, I think it's a bomb in limited. Oh limited yeah, really good. it's yeah. probably not good enough in standard. I don't know if like who's playing white black in standard, um, but like thing Marty, to remember. But Marty probably has better things to do. Ribbons. Yeah, thing to remember. I know we talked about this, and you guys talked about this with the last preview. Was with the minus one minus one counter stuff coming out. Like, oh, how does that affect constrictor? Because constrictor will double the minus one minus one counters as well. Right. Yeah. And, like no matter who was placing them. And what we saw was that in uh, Amonkhet, all the minus one, minus one counter synergy was, except Responded Agony, was all about your own creatures. Yep. Um, and maybe in our Devastation, they'll flip that a little bit. Um, yeah. But, um, another point is that Dust, uh, was it Soul Stinger, right? The four yeah. mana, four five that comes in, oh, puts two, two minus, minus one, one counters. Minus one and counters. when it dies, it puts its minus one, minus one counters on something else. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, is hilarious with Nest of Scarabs. <laughs> uh, you can just exile that, and then it doesn't trigger yeah. with Dust. That, that's a nice way to get around that. Uh, next, uh, guys, I'm so happy. This is Hour of Revelation. Uh, so I was a little surprised. I thought Revelation would be the blue hour, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, white, 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 three, sorcery. Uh, Hour of Revelation costs three less to cast. If there are ten or more non-land permanents on the battlefield, destroy all non-land permanents. Wait, sorry, is this a cycle, Hour of? Uh, I think so. Base, I mean, we haven't seen any of the pieces. However, we know there are five hours, so, like, I'd be... I'd be really sad if there weren't there wasn't a blue hour oh, that draws me cards. Story stuff? Yeah, from story oh, stuff, okay. there's uh, five that. hours that are happening. That makes sense, huh? Yeah, there's four in the story. Nah, but then, you know, the name of the set is Hour of Devastation, and that's the one that's not listed. So Yeah, that's maybe not the, the one the that they told everyone about. Exactly. <laughs> maybe didn't mention that in the, the books. Maybe there's another Bolas Planeswalker, Nicole Bolas Hour of Devastation, and it'll be better. Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. I would love that. Three Bolases. Mm -hmm. So standard. This... I'm going to play Bolas Tribal. <laughs> do it Gideon already mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, basically planar cleansing uh, with some upside uh, planar cleansing was good yep. when it was in standard it was n like it was a nice way for the control deck to deal with a diverse set of threats mm -hmm. and currently in standard we have such well, a diverse set of threats in Mardu that like 
Ugh. So I will say, when it was in standard before, so Quicken was in standard for a while, yeah, and was. so that made it really good that you cast yeah. instant speed. But also, uh, anti synergy that existed then and exists now was cast out, right? Mm-hmm. It was detention sphere. So if you have you know something like cast out, something mm-hmm. that's locking away your opponent's yeah. creature, if you destroy all non land permanents, that includes your stuff, and then they'll get their you know cast out Deviant or whatever back. Yeah, or I've been snare, I've been underwhelmed by cast out. Yeah, uh, and I, at least in a control deck. So I, I'm not too like worried about that. Like every deck that I've tried it in, mm-hmm. it's so yeah. expensive. I think it's fine for like. Decks that don't have a lot of answers for like planeswalkers, like yeah, but then you shouldn't be of. playing that deck. Why not? Because Gideon is such a good planeswalker, you have to be able to deal with it. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, but cast maybe cast out is your answer. So you're you're probably never gonna get the cost reduction on this. Yeah, it seems you know, reasonably. Maybe playing against the anointed procession deck. Sure, <laughs> anointed procession you can, or if like right. someone goes off and this with is actually clues or yeah, something. this is actually pretty important for that. Right, it'll destroy their clues. Yes. You know, if they don't have mana crack them, it'll destroy anointed procession, hidden stockpile, cripple fright, all that stuff. Uh, played against zombies, it will destroy Liliana's mastery. Yes, finally. However, uh, it does cost triple white. Yeah. And our premier control deck is blue red, uh, with maybe a blue black option. Uh, Jess guy does not really. Well, the man is not there to go triple white. No. So you need to put this into some kind of deck that that can. Afford yeah, and it. even like Mardu, you know, will sometimes board things like Fumigate. Yeah. I don't think Mardu wants this no. because their planeswalker is so important. Yeah. But also, the mana in Mardu is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I can't tell you how many times I've played against Mardu and I've won just because they were unable to cast spells. Oh yeah. Because they had like triple hub and a two like spires. two ether hubs and a spire and like a basic planes and they had no energy left. Yep. And it's like, eh, what about all these who... unlicensed integrations in my hands? <laughs> they might as well cost eleven. As someone who played Mardu for a while, yeah. uh, that that always felt bad. Uh, next we have the Scorpion God. So we know there's going to be three gods in this mm-hmm. set. They're going to be. Uh, each subset of two colors in Grixis. Yep. So this is the uh, Rakdos God. It is black-red 3 for a 6-5 legendary creature god. Whenever a creature with a minus-1-minus-1 one, minus one counter on it dies, you draw a card. And you can pay black-red 1 to put a minus-1-minus-1 one, minus one counter on another target creature. And when the Scorpion God dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So it seems like these gods will have the recursion of mm-hmm. if they do die, and they are able to die here, if they die, they just go back to your hand, you have to replay them. What do you guys think of this god? This is great. You probably don't want to do this very often, but you can just pay 15 mana to kill it and draw a card. <laughs> yep. Um, but this is, I think, uh, Olivia Voldaren is a pretty good comparison. Yeah, that's true. Right? Where this just pings away at your opponent's creatures, and it's not going to steal them like Olivia. Yeah. But it is eventually going to kill them, and then you'll draw an extra card. Yeah. And Olivia, sometimes you just like play her, and she gets lightning strike, and then she's in your graveyard hanging out for the rest of the game. Right. So this guy brings himself back, which seems great. Uh, I mean, 6-5, you know, if he blocks something and dies, then he just comes back. But 6-5 mm-hmm. is bigger than a lot of creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this in some kind of a, you know, like if you take the black green shell and put some red in it, uh, now mm-hmm. you have something that, like, First of all, in the mirror uh, against Snake, this is really good against Snake because of yeah. its repeatability. Um, it makes combat really, really difficult. Like, we thought Walking Ballista made combat difficult. Yeah. This is even worse. Uh, and then the ability to just draw cards off I, of this or, like, see that something's going to die in combat, so put a counter on it before it dies yeah. and you can draw a card. It's great. You know, I'm really curious how games would play out with this against Walking Ballista. Like, yeah. how people react to that. It's like, put a minus one, minus one counter on Walking Ballista. I mean, it's like a 4-4. Right. You have to decide... Will I just let one of the counters basically be taken off? Yeah. 
And, like, what if they activate again? Do I just get the value <laughs> and ping them for four now? Yeah, that's going to be uh, some interesting play patterns there. Uh, yeah. The thing is, you will, I don't think, unless there's, like, a Gideon emblem or something involved, you'll never get to draw a card off of Walking Ballista dying. Right. Because it'll always just die from being a 0-0. Zero, zero, right. And it'll never actually have the counters on it. Sure. Um, but, yeah, this guy, this guy seems really great. Yeah. I I'm very great. interested in the other cards in the cycle. I'm so the other two more cards, interested in the other two in the cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so the other two, I think, are Locust and Scarab. Yeah. And... I don't know which one's which. I would guess Scarab is blue-red and Locust is blue-black. I think so. Bla um, uh, Locust, you think of as kind of yeah. black in some way. So. And th these are also the only two remaining invocations. Yeah, you're right. So the rest of those got spoiled, but they're waiting on those two invocations yeah. to show us the actual card. And if we look back at our old blue-red and blue-black gods, we have uh, Kyranos, who uh, well, for a while was... Kyranos uh, was good. Oh yeah, Kyranos was, yeah, for a while was played in sideboards of uh, control decks in mm -hmm. modern. Um, and Phoenix, which, for competitive... I've, I've played Karanos in the sideboard of Control Deck in Modern recently. Have you? Yeah. Grixis? I, I think I actually had a Karanos in the five-color sideboard. <laughs> <laughs> of course you I did. I had everything in the five-color sideboard. <laughs> of course you did. Um, and Phoenix, uh, certainly a lot of fun for uh, more, more casual yeah. players or commander, but maybe not for Constructed. Uh, so hopefully we'll get something good for Control Decks. Yeah, I, I really hope the blue-black one isn't Mill. I hope so, too. That's just like, as worst. someone who likes playing blue-black yeah. and also likes to win games occasionally, <laughs> I don't like when they're like, oh, blue-black, what should no. the game be? Make it mill. And then it's just almost always terrible. It is. It feels so bad when they do that. Um, the next card, I think, is quite good. Yeah. Uh, Supreme Will. This is blue yeah. two for an instant, and you get to choose one. Counter target spell unless it's control piece three, or look at the top four cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So for three mana, this is like mana leak and impulse together, yep. uh, which is is great. Like you hold up a counter spell, they don't do something, you get to impulse, uh, or if they do, you counter it. Like this is just it's mm -hmm. great. It's in the late game when normally this, is... this effect would become dead, you get to just cycle it, but better. Like it's, yeah. So, uh, so we talked about a braid with modal spells yeah. just usually being good, better than the sum of their parts. Um, and I'm curious if that's actually a cycle. If we're gonna see, you know, it kind modal, of looks like it. Yeah, if we're gonna see modal too. uncommons in the other colors as well. Uh, but this is, it's just fantastic. Like, mana leak for three mana, okay, not perfect, but for standard, fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, reduced, was it reduced to rubble? Yeah, right? reduced to rubble. That doesn't see any play? No. But, but Spell Shrivel saw spell a little bit of play yeah. because play. you didn't want to play double blue. Right. right. So, you know, the time when a mana leak, like, sometimes it's dead when you hold up a counter spell and your opponent just doesn't do anything or doesn't do anything that you feel worthy of countering yeah. and then you feel bad that you did nothing now you can just impulse yeah or if it's late in the game and your opponent has a bunch of mana then okay this just turns into a draw spell yeah it's almost like giving it cycling but it's right. way better than cycling because right. you're getting one of the top four yeah and it's so like if it was with like sensor people talked about like oh sensor is not as good as miscalculation but and people were saying yeah miscalculation is just way too good for standard right. this is one more mana they have to pay three instead of two for miscalculation and instead of cycling, it has, like, fantastic cycling. Yeah, really good cycling. And it, it holds true with, like, in the mm -hmm. late game with Gearhulk, where if you have this in your graveyard, it provides two oh, yeah. options for you to use. Great. Um, so next we have Dream Stealer. This is Black 2 for a human wizard. It's a 1-2 with Menace. And when it deals combat damage to a player, that player discards that many cards. And uh, perhaps the most relevant thing is it has Eternalize for Black Black 4. Um, so... This card is pretty cool because in I feel like in limited this will 
pick off a couple cards, it'll maybe die, then you bring it back, and I, I mean, it's not really going to hit them for four cards, but like it will continue to make it so they can't really hold stuff up, which is, is nice. Yeah, so it's interesting. I would almost, if you just told me that text line, yeah. I would have guessed that this card had Afflict mm. instead of Eternalize, because mm. then it's the, okay, do you want to block this or not? Do you want to discard um, a card or two? Yeah. But what I really want to do with this, so it has Menace, yeah. so it's not getting blocked all that often, right. but it yeah. is a 1-2, so it dies, but then you Eternalize it, whatever. Yeah. I want to play this with combat tricks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're like, yeah, sure, I'll take the one. I can discard one card. You're like, oh, actually, take four. You can just end the game. Honestly, if you swing with this Mm -hmm. on turn four and you give it plus three, plus oh, that's their hand. Like, the game is probably (laughs) over at that point. Um, So I I think it's, yeah, I think it's really, really good. I mean, what's the biggest pump spell in Limited? There's the plus three, plus one. I think so. Red. I think that's the biggest one in Limited that we know of. Yeah. But still, like, yeah, hitting for four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or even, like, putting a Honed Kopesh or something on mm-hmm. this, so it's a 2-3, or, you know, some sort of aura. Yeah. There's just a lot of really powerful things. Cartouches are great. Put Cartouche of Knowledge mm-hmm. on this yeah. and fly right. over. Oh. Even if it's not a surprise, just the fact that it's Menace makes it, like, mm-hmm. a real pain to block. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And actually, the red Cartouche should be grand this, too, because yeah. something can't block, and then it has Menace, so they probably don't have two creatures left over. Right. Right. Lots yeah. of good stuff. And then we get to... Uh, Sunset Pyramid, where we get to see mm-hmm. that they're doing brick counters in reverse. Amonkhet built yep. everything up, and now we're tearing it all down. So, Sunset Pyramid is two mana. Uh, it enters the battlefield. It's an artifact. It enters the battlefield with three brick counters on it. You can pay two, tap it, remove a brick counter from it, and draw a card. And you can pay two, tap it, and scry one. Yeah, so obviously, you know, the second ability is just for something to do after you've removed the bricks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's still going to work really well with uh, Quarry Hauler. Oh, yeah. Or Amonkhet, yeah. where you can put an extra brick counter on it, or I'm pretty sure you can take a brick counter off of your opponents. Yes, you're right. right. Yeah. So if someone has a Sunset Pyramid and you play a Quarry Hauler, you can just take one of theirs off. Like, ha, I like you that. get to draw one less. Yeah. Um, definitely not a Constructed Push card, but it seems okay in Limited, yeah. if you are yeah. if you don't mind being a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Two mana, um, investigate three. Basically. Right? It's like you yeah. have three clues. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then get the but you can only use one at a turn, and then you right. scry. Um, yeah. yeah, one of the things I guess in Amon Cat, draft anyway. I don't know how different the format's going to be adding our devastation, but there weren't a lot of like mana sinks, and there's a lot of times you would just lose because you flooded out. Yeah, uh, and for that reason, I've really liked playing like 15, 16 land decks. Sure. So you flood out less, and you're just really aggressive. But so this gives you a way to counteract that, a way of drawing extra cards, doing something else with your mana. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a, a pretty solid uncommon. And it's nice that it's colorless. You can play it in, in pretty much any deck you want. Yeah. Like um, I, if I open one of those in my pre-release sealed pool, I would almost certainly play it. Yeah, agrees. Like, no matter what else I'm doing. So then we have the uh, rares that were spoiled today. Um, we have another of the uh, lands don't untap, exert yourself cycle, which is Oketra's Last Mercy. This is white, white, one sorcery. Your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. This is uh, my new favorite card against uh, Burn in Modern um, because the ability to, like, if I'm on Esper, we, you know, you play Time of the Reinforce, you play whatever, but to be, be able to go from, like, three or four life to 20 is incredible, and it might incentivize Burn decks to start playing a Tarkus Command again, which they've recently been uh, cutting. Yeah, I don't think this card's very good in Standard. Yeah. But, but you know, it's there. Every once in a while, you know. It is, it's probably pretty good in Sealed, or Limited. Yes. Like, what was the um, Angel... 
that when it died, like you reset the game. Yeah. Or, like when you um, would die, you reset the game. Yeah. Like that was always called. a pain. Yeah. Because it would just like destroy any racing situation. Right. right. It's like, oh, I just need to do three more damage to you. Oh, I need to do twenty three more damage to you. And in a late game in limited, you're like the, that's not much of a downside, not being able to untap yeah. your lands. You're not going to be spending. Your, right. It's like you're probably not tapping all have. of your mana. Right. And then next turn, you probably aren't going to need all of your mana. Right. You can, you know, you're not, it's not like you're, maybe you have 10 mana out, so you tap three of it for this, and the next turn you draw a seven drop, you can play it. Yeah. And this really screws up the uh, scenario where your opponent is trying to figure out, like, oh, it's a race, I'm going to win the race, yep. and then all of a sudden, they don't. Um, yeah. yeah. So and definitely good and limited. My curiosity with the, like, partial cycles, as we're seeing, is always like, so this is one black... Black for Re- Bantu's Last Reckoning, one white, white for this. So is the whole cycle going to cost three mana? Yeah. Or is it, like, two of them? Because they don't like to do it or one of them is different. Right. So I'm curious if there's going to be more expensive ones. I'm also curious what the names are. I'm curious what the blue like, one's going to be. Last Reckoning, Last Mercy, what's Kefnet's last what? Last research. Last book. <laughs> last book. <laughs> um, I, I saw Hazard's a joke today. Last Kill, maybe? Uh, last deeming. What? If it, yeah, maybe. Um, I saw a joke that said uh, Hazareth last deeming will be red, red one sorcery, uh, deal three damage to a creature or a player. Yeah. Your lands don't Because <laughs> <laughs> red. Mm-hmm. So next up we have the Cat Lord, kind of. Well, we have Pride Sovereign, which is green two for a two two cat. Uh, it gets plus one plus one for each other cat you control. You can pay white, tap it, and exert it, and you create two one-one white cat creature tokens with lifelink. So, Katie, I know you're excited about cats. Well, I'm not as excited as some of my friends, but uh, let, let's just play through best scenario here. Okay, let's hear. Turn one, the one-one embalm cat. Sacred cat. Sacred cat. Sacred right. cat. Start out. Turn strong. two, the cat that we saw earlier today. That is a 1-1 double strike with Eternalize. Okay. So I'm not sure if your best or case scenario is that or if it's turns Metallic, Metallic Mimic on Cat. Yeah, cat. I think it's better than Metallic right. Mimic. Metallic Mimic on Cat. Turn 3, Pride Sovereign as a... 4-4. Four, 5-5 four. Five, five comes in with the counter. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Counter. Yeah, 5-5. Right. Five, five. Five, so five. as a 2-2 two, two with a 1-1 one, one counter and plus 2, plus 2 ability. Uh, and then you play other stuff. Then turn 4, regal. you play Felidar Guardian. Oh, wait. Uh, awkward. <laughs> and, and, well, and do turn what? Five Reset the mana Yeah, account. nothing. <laughs> no, I, I think, I mean, turn th- turn four, you probably, like, play a tap land, play the pouncer, and activate Pride Sovereign. Yeah. Like yeah. That, to make more cats. I do like that. It's just one, it's just white tap yeah. to activate. I mean, it is exert, so you're only doing it every other turn. Oh, exert. Yeah. Oh, this is another tap exert, yeah. not mm-hmm. attacking. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our last Definitely. card of the day is... There, there's a good number of cats in Limited, too. Like yeah. just, there if, are. If you have a sealed pool with Pride Sovereign and Regal Caracal... Yeah. It's probably worth playing. That probably seems winning. really hard. Yeah. I mean, probably. Regal Caracal by Caracol. itself is well, like a bomb. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this card seems pretty good, had... too. Three mana is a good rate. Yeah. I forget this was in, like, the re-pre-release we did, or the Fat Pack Sealed or something, where... I had a game where I had a Regal Caracal out, and my opponent had a Regal Caracal. Oh, that's so And nice. I had, like, wandered in Deathmind back. Yeah. And he had Vizier, or the Viz- clone Vizier. Vizier oh of Many Faces cloned his. And there were oh just so gosh. many cats. So much life. And we were both at, like, 42. <laughs> <laughs> and it took forever. It's Gross. like the old uh, Westvale Abbey yeah. mirrors. Oh, where you yeah. smack Ormondal against each other. 
great. Our last card of the day is Mirage Mirror. This is three mana artifact. Pay two mana. Mirage Mirror becomes a copy of target artifact, creature, enchantment, or land until end of turn. So this is another way to get off your dark depths, mm-hmm. get your 2020. And, Probably uh, the worst way. To worst come way. Dark definitely. So well, second worst. Worst being paying thirty mana. Oh, that's a pretty bad way. Uh, I wouldn't do that way. I I almost did that once. Really? There's a vintage rotisserie draft where I had dark depths, Anthespian Sage, and Hex Mage, but yeah. had like a slow game, several turns of nothing going on, and I took off like seven counters of it. That's impressive. Before finally like drawing Hex Mage. Nice. I was like, oh okay, that was twenty one. Take off less. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that in standard, uh, this card is is pretty neat. Like it, it seems like there's a lot of options and a lot of possibilities for what you can do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like there's got to be something kind of broken you can do with it. What it is is not occurring to me, um, but it's cool. Haven't figured it out yet. I like but it. I do like the flexibility. I feel like I want it to be in some synergistic deck. Like, make it into oh, a lord. Make lord it of the a copy accursed. of, yeah, Lord of the Curse for the turn, and then you can tap and give Menace or a copy of. Or you can just make it a copy of Voyager's Mastery. Mastery, so it yeah. get killed. Yeah. Right, that too. But I mean, those aren't, that is not worth this much mana every turn, but like. Note that you can also, if you have a plethora of mana, you can pay two, choose a target. For this, mm-hmm. pay two, choose a different target for this. Mm. Choose a bunch of different targets. Let the first one resolve, activate the ability of that one. Ooh. Let the second one resolve, activate the ability of that one, and so on. So you just gave me an idea. All right. What's your idea? Pay two, make it a copy of a Diagraph Colossus. Okay. Cast a spell, you get the cast trigger. So at instant speed? Yeah, so, so the thing is, oh. un- unlike some other cards that have been similar to this in the past, this does not become a copy and keep this ability. Yeah, so it loses the ability. Yeah, so you have to activate... I thought you could change it within the turn. No. Right, well, you, yeah. You have to, like, act, while it's thing, you have to put it all on mm-hmm. the stack and then let them resolve one at a time. Oh. And, like, while the other things are still on the stack, you can then activate abilities of the thing it's become a copy of right. until it becomes a copy of the next one. Yeah, so I think... Uh, I don't think there's yeah. anything off the top of my head busted you can do with this in standard. I'm going to keep thinking about it. Yeah. I'm sure the Magic Hive Mind will come up, come with, up with, you know, some, like, potential turn four win... Yeah. With some really terrible cards. And this is also, uh, this is competitively costed. Three mana artifact, yeah. two mana to copy. Uh, mm. It's I think it's reasonable. I don't, I don't know what exactly competitively costed means. It's not super expensive. Yeah, basically that. It's yeah. not super expensive. It's not like I think blatantly like unplayable. Costing two and two to activate would be more competitively costed. But yeah, yeah no, it, it's not super expensive. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be good in Commander. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know. Sure. We'll, we'll say that, you know, for once, for a card that costs less than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I do like that. It's, a, it's an artifact. Yeah, I want to think about what we can do with this. This is cool. You can also I'm a little sad that in the artwork, Neheb is walking past mm-hmm. the mirror and sees himself as a zombie because he completes the trials, gets killed, and then uh, is brought back with uh, Lazapeth, Lazi- whatever Lazatep. that metal is. Lazatep. Which apparently is what the uh, Amonkhet D20s were made out of. Yeah. Dark yeah. foreshadow, and then, like, no one realized... Pretty good. One thing I do like about this is that, like, if your opponent tries to abrade it or something, you can just be like, "Ah, eh, pay two, make it a copy of this forest." <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's good. It's not an artifact anymore. Not an artifact. Whoops. Yeah, There's gotta be other things. You... I'm just thinking about like, oh, could you make this a copy of like, Aldrazi Temple? Like, no, because you're paying two mana to do that. <laughs> like, could you make it a copy of like, how can you cheat with this card? So you you can make it. You can do some weird things if you have a whole bunch of mana with Eldrazi Displacer. Yeah. 
I love draws a displacer. So like if you have a displacer and someone tries to kill it, you'd be like, pay two, make mirror a copy of displacer, displace the displacer. Yeah, that's true. You can do that. Um, what else? We'll, we'll get back to you next time with some more ideas <laughs> on, on what you can do with this card. Uh, but that brings us to the end of our first day of uh, Hour of Devastation previews. So um, we'll be back tomorrow with more. We're excited. Uh, they've in the past done only one week of spoilers for small sets, but it looks like we're getting yeah, two I think weeks we're this going time, to. which is uh, pretty nice. So I guess the small sets are have been getting bigger. Well, this is only one ninety nine. Uh, okay, so should be fun. Probably not won't be a ton to review every day, but uh, we'll have a good time with it. Okay, wait. favorite invocation art. Uh, I have to look through them real quick. Mine is. I have an easy, easy favorite. My, I'll just tell you, my easy favorite is uh, Omniscience. I like that. I like Doomsday, I think, Doomsday, a little better. Doomsday, let's see. Doomsday is the one with the demon. Like, okay, crash. okay, it, it was, sure. It was key art from one of the stories. Yes, I know the one that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. What's yours, Katie? I'd say top two are Threads of... Disloyalty. Disloyalty. Mm-hmm. And um, Blood Moon, I think, is just like actually a really good fit for the card. The art. Yeah. I don't like the card, but I you like the like art. You don't like Blood Moon, Katie? Why not? I hate playing against it because I play multicolored decks like it's almost everyone. What? You don't play non red decks. <laughs> I play a non red yeah. deck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that uh, they, uh, at GP Vegas when they were doing the promos, I had a good time. Slaughter Pact is fantastic too, though. Yeah, Slaughter Pact. That one good. looked really big, really good, big. Yeah. It uh, did. But the smaller one, you can't make out all the details as much. Yeah. Um, I think that some of the art choices are interesting for what the card is or is supposed mm, yeah. to do. But that Choke is, is okay. the one where I was, I was not guessing that, but once yeah. they said it, it made sense. Oh, look at that omniscience art. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, look at that Doomsday. Doomsday is pretty good. Doomsday is, uh, Doomsday is yeah, not bad. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like so, framed perfectly like that. Yeah, it is nice. I like the symmetry in omniscience. Yes. Yeah. I was, and, uh, God, Sunder is probably the worst one to play against in Limited. Oh dear, oh dear, yeah, that's really bad. I don't know if you win against that. Now, you're just gonna be really surprised, you. is what's gonna happen. Yep. Yeah. Well, Boil would be worse to play against sometimes. Against, yeah, if you're on yeah. blue, definitely. Or choke if you're on blue. Yes. Yeah. So, so if what a hateful cards. If you know your opponent has some invocations in their deck, you might not want to be playing blue. If yeah. At least. You could also take your Armageddon, uh, and then just kind of scratch on and. Uh, or take your boil, scratch off the IS, Ooh. and change it to Armageddon, and then... Or, good. hold on, combo, Cascading Cataracts with Armageddon. Ooh, you get to keep a land. It's pretty strong. Pretty strong play. And then five land drops later, they will make any colors. That's true. And uh, you'll be ahead of your opponent. <laughs> These are really great corner cases. I, I will say, if you mind. open a Doomsday Invocation in Limited, just don't play it. Just don't play it at all. I, cha- I challenge you to pretty. play it. You on should the other look hand. at it. You shouldn't play it. I challenge you to play it. I challenge anyone to play that card and win, win because I don't In think limited. you're going to. In limited, yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, I'll be impressed if anyone pulls it off. Uh, you search your library and your graveyard for five cards, exile everything else, and then put those five cards on top of your library in any order. That's and lose half your life. Oh yeah, you lose half your life. Too. Oh, that too. Yeah, round yeah. it up, round it up. Yep. Yeah, round no, up. you lose half, round it up. So yep. if you're at one, you die. You die. Oh, you lose, you half, lose round, half rounded yeah. up, not stay. So it's a very know. powerful card. That That's fun. Might kill you. That's great. Or them. Who knows? I would play it. I want you to play this at uh, after you're really skating. Yeah. Well, I want to. I want to get an invocation. So that's like uh, objective number one. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Min. Open invocation. Three invocations in one weekend. So our friend Min, who you know has been on here before, will mention. He'll have him on. I don't know if he's going to be back in time for the. I think he's still in Vegas, but. 
He was at GP in two weeks. Yeah. He uh, pulled three invocations over the weekend uh, on his run to make top eight. So, Min, congratulations. I think he opened... He opened Counterspell. Yep. And then his first draft on day two... I don't know if he opened either of the invitations. I think he, people might have he passed, passed them. them. He drafted them, yeah. I think they passed Divert, and what was the other one he got? Uh, Diabolic Intent. Diabolic Intent, yeah. Yeah, so to be fair, those are like the two cheapest invocations, yeah. I think. So, but still. Not worth it. He should have passed them, but then he threw out his draft, so. I mean, I Divert not. is also a fairly good card. Yeah. I think I would play Diabolic Intent in Limited if I yeah, had no case. Yeah, sure. I have played, actually. I opened, <laughs> <laughs> I opened one in a draft like a month and a half ago. There you go. And it was pretty good the time I cast. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, it seems like, a, I mean, they're both, they're both cheap. Yeah, cards. I think like day two GPs, people might just like underdraft invocations because they're like, oh no, I need to pick the best card, not yeah. just the expensive one. Yeah. I saw that Pro Tour draft where people yeah. passed that Maelstrom Pulse and took a Magnus Pro yep. for it. Like, I'm not going to take that invocation. And you get to be the guy who takes the invocation and then beats them with it. And it's like, yeah. I told It's good. good. <laughs> it's really, it was actually the best card in the pack. Yeah. And you should have taken it. Um, so, Brian, thank you so much for stopping by. No uh, we're glad we could have your, our Grixis Cobble guy to review Nicol Bolas. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow with more uh, latest and greatest spoilers. Uh, that's it for today. So, I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. I'm Brian. And, and this, this is Spoiler, spoiler Season. season.